0: Good, yay.
1: Woo, yeah. One
0: more issue. Right. Tackle. Hello? It works better when it's over your face.
1: Oh, we're free to do whatever we want
0: now. You
2: should start that sense over here. Okay. They look small from far away. You can go like this. <laughs>
0: Welcome back, everyone, to the Bikita EHS podcast. We are happy to be hosting you for Episode 7. Thank you for joining last week, where we discussed ways to protect yourself uh, if you find yourself caught in a riot. We also discussed some of the pictures from the DC riot and some of the safety concerns that we noticed, such as fall protection, use of ladders, or improper use of things that look like ladders. And use of personal protective equipment. Also, we checked out the escape hoods that the lawmakers used when they were escaping out of the uh, Capitol building. The second article we discussed was an article about the ways to improve the ergonomics of your workspace when you're working from home, as many of us are now doing because of COVID-19 Today on this episode, we have two articles we'll be talking about. Article number one. Kendra, it's going to review, and that is uh, one about the CDC requiring COVID nineteen tests from all passengers entering the U.S. And then Damien will be discussing Article Number Two, which is about wind turbine recycling. So, With that, that? I will hand it over to Kendra.
1: Cool. Hey guys. So this article was posted last Tuesday by CNN, and. Next week, on January 26th, the CDC will be requiring a negative COVID test from all air passengers entering the U.S. They are going to require getting the test at least three days before their flight to the U.S. They also have to provide documentation that they are negative, Um, so like a lab result or uh, some other documentation that proves they don't have COVID.
2: And if they did
1: have COVID, then they're going to need documentation stating that they have fully recovered. And we are now starting to see variants of SARS-CoV-2 spreading in other countries. There have been 72 cases across 10 states in the US from samples dating back to mid-December, so not too long ago. Um, And the CDC believes that these measures that they're putting in place are going to help slow the spread of the virus while we are working to vaccinate everyone. If a passenger doesn't provide documentation of a negative test or recovery, or they choose not to take a test, the airline must not allow the passenger to board. And like we've stated in previous episodes, one form of prevention is not enough. So just wearing a face mask isn't enough. Just uh, getting testing uh, doesn't eliminate the, the risk of other people contracting COVID. Or you getting it? Uh, so everything combined, like getting tested, wearing a mask, social distancing, uh, is going to make traveling safer and healthier for everyone.
0: Even getting the vaccine or having been sick before isn't a hundred percent. You know, the right. vaccine is supposed to be ninety-five percent effective, at least the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccines. But that doesn't mean that you won't catch it, right? There's other. There's there's Evidence of people catching it, ninety-five percent effectiveness. Um, same thing with people that have had it. There's there's uh, stories about people that have had it
2: more than once. So yeah, it's a new, novel vaccine that we don't have. You know, a lot of information on its effects and how well it works, other than you know the initial testing.
1: Yeah, I've heard people say that if. They have the, if they have gotten the vaccine, they're like, Oh, we're free to do whatever we want now. And that's not completely true. Not completely that, protected.
0: So there's a couple of things that could happen that we aren't totally sure about. One is like, you could be vaccinated against COVID, but still be able to carry the virus and transmit it to others, but not be infected yourself. Or The vaccine prevents infection, which would mean it prevents you from being able to pass it on to other people. So there are still a lot of unknowns. The vaccine itself has been proven to be pretty safe since it uses um, It's a modified genetic material to mRNA virus or mRNA uh, vaccine. So that means that no viral uh, particles, pieces of the virus were used in it it's basically impossible to get sick from the vaccine. The early vaccines we had where people got sick from it. but
1: Yeah. Um, Also, so there was a rule, a similar rule that was put in place last month, specifically for people traveling from the UK to the US. And that was implemented because of the new variant that was found in the UK of the virus Uh, Something else that's crazy is that if passengers and airlines don't uh, adhere to this new rule, they can both be subject to criminal penalties if they fail to comply. So both the passengers, if they refuse to follow the rule uh, before traveling to the U.S., and then if airlines disregard the rule, and they will be penalized for that.
2: Well, so. we're talking about lifting the travel restrictions for the US on January 26. So anybody from the US can go overseas. Biden's administration already promised
0: to block that. So I
2: mean, it's, it's just funny that we're trying to allow that. Like, I'm not, I'm not sure why that would even be a good idea. but so like having to say that you're
0: going to enforce you're going to go after airlines that don't enforce this it seems weird that you would have to tell an airline to enforce it because if airlines don't enforce that kind of stuff that puts their own employees at risk and i think that about every business that i go by or in like a gas station or the grocery store and where the, the, the company allows people to come even though there's might be a sign on the door or some kind of statewide mandate that says you have to wear a mask you have to socially distance they allow them to not wear masks and not socially distance puts their puts themselves at risk all these places have older folks working like relatively speaking older i mean mm-hmm. if you as a as a civilian like us are going to go into a store or go ride an airplane someplace um like we've decided to do that but by doing that we 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 will be putting more people at risk, right? So, some people care, and some people don't care. Some people, everybody's idea of what's important and what's important enough to travel is different. But if it's important enough to travel, that means that it's you're taking a risk with other people's lives because you could get sick, unknowingly pass it to somebody else who's at work because they have to work because they don't get they're not getting support. It's um it's important that. I think it's important these companies follow these guidelines. Enforce these guidelines. Have you guys been to a Trader Joe's? No, because hmm. you can't get into them.
2: <laughs> you can't go in them. I walked by them and looked at the line and just gone somewhere else.
0: Well, there's a line because they don't let a lot, so many people in there that you will like they're limiting the number of people that go in my um brother-in-law works at, at Trader Joe's and you know they all take turns greeting people at the front and especially with covid that means you're you're greeting, you're also maintaining a count um, and you're also making people wear masks like you're you're not letting them in unless they're masked and he was very happy to do that but i think most people have probably feel uncomfortable asking other people to wear masks and be afraid of confrontation.
2: Yeah I mean that I, I think I told you that story before of when I was at a Sam's I was at a Sam's club buying you know groceries and stuff like that and there was an individual who was walking around the store without the mask and on my way out I had asked one of the greeters I was like I thought you're supposed to wear masks in the store they're like you are like so we just don't you know enforce that they're like no most people who end up taking their mask off, come into the store with the mask on, and as soon as they cross the threshold, they take the mask off, or they just give you an attitude saying that they're not going to wear a mask. And, and they don't make them wear a mask. They don't make them. They, they don't, ask- you know, don't want to deal with like a disgruntled shopper who is feeling like they, they're being forced to wear a mask. Which is silly. Silly.
0: Yeah, I've, I've said stuff kind of like that to multiple people. I went into a doctor's office because I had like an infection in my finger. It had to be lanced, which is gross. But, you know, there's all these different things you gotta go through to get in the office. Like you have to be screened at the front door. This isn't like a, this isn't a hospital. It's like a a medical practice in like a multi-tenant building. So you have to be screened at the door. I go upstairs, I like go to the waiting room, I see somebody, they're like, we should x-ray. You go downstairs, come back upstairs. And everywhere you go, you're being escorted. I was like, I'm taking the stairs, I'm not riding in an elevator with any of you people. And I get back up to the waiting room of a doctor, it's an orthopedic hand surgeon. And there's one person sitting in the waiting room, it's a, a younger guy, like younger, like looks like he's in college, so he's like 20 or something. And he's got his mask down, like on his chin and that annoyed me because I'm masked. Everyone else is masked and this guy's sitting in there without it on. And there's signs all over the place telling you, you have to have it on. And I like sit down and I'm like looking at him and he (laughs) looks over at me and I do something like, like, hello, it works better when it's over your face. I didn't say that, but I kind of pointed at my mouth and then he like looked away. And then like a minute later, he just pulled it up over his face. Bravo.
1: Same in the world.
0: Yeah, I made gas attendants turn them on or put them on. Guilted <laughs> them into it. Anyways, shouldn't have to do that. What about um I mean this is important like this airline stuff it's like we said it it's an important it's important to stop the spread, but it's important for airlines to protect their own people um, but also people who might besides people who work on an airplane, there's people traveling for work right yep.
2: um, so yeah, no, I know think- they reduce capacities on the airlines so they can keep flying. I mean, they've they've taken precautions to try and limit the potential for exposure. So, you know, they're they're making. Effort. I think the
1: airlines are doing a good job. It's just, I think people who are flying, there's some chance that people aren't going to want to follow the rules, especially Generally. when like oh go ahead.
0: No, we'll
1: finish with that. Um, especially when you know I've been on a couple of flights since COVID started and when you're eating you can't wear your mask and some people find that as an excuse to just like keep not wearing their mask after they're done eating. You see that a lot in the airport and on the airplane because they still hand out snacks. They're just in separate baggies and stuff like that.
0: These are good. It's a good rule. It's a good rule. It should require tests. You know the problem with the requirement test is, like you said, like there's nothing that's 100 percent. people get a test, which was like yesterday or two days before that. I mean, what happened in the last two days?
1: They're supposed to be quarantining, too, though. in addition to taking that test,'re supposed to take all the precautions.
2: Well, I think it depends on the state that you're flying into as well.
0: The woman who got my grandmother sick that then led to my grandmother passing away from COVID, said, I got tested, like I'm negative, and then got tested again and was tested positive. So testing isn't that great, like it's only a spot check.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyways, all right, let's move on. Article number two.
2: Yeah, so the, the next article we're going, well, it's a few articles. Um. But it's regarding wind turbine recycling, and there's been a, a big push in recent years to really develop alternative like energy sources. You know, like wind power, uh, solar power. You know, power by water. And one of the uh, nice things about wind turbines is that each of these turbines can generate a significant source of energy. So we're looking at Uh, about a megawatt to I think some of the larger ones are like one and a half megawatts and each one of those can power about 650 homes. So you know when you have one of these wind farms with all these large turbines they can contribute a tremendous amount of energy to the grid in in terms of like renewable energy too so uh one of the drawbacks with them once they've reached their end of life or the end of service is what do you do with these obsolete turbines right because they're pretty substantial in size fortunately 90 percent of the turbines parts can be recycled or sold because they're you know like a, a metal but the one of the largest par- parts of the turbine, the actual blades, you know, take up a substantial amount of, of volume, you know, and they're pretty tough to recycle because they're made primarily out of fiberglass and and resin. And these turbines, historically, once the uh, turbines have been taken out of service, you know, they they get trucked to a landfill and they take up a significant amount of space, so 30 to, 50 cubic yards of landfill space. And then in the US, there's estimated to be over 720,000 tons of blades that will be disposed of in the the next 20 years. So there's an article you know, because historically, these have just been going to, to landfill, um, that GE Energy in cooperation or partnership with Violi of North America have come up with a way in which they're recycling the blades. So they'll essentially grind them up and they'll use it as, uh, as a, a product in the manufacturing of cements, right? So they'll take the, the ground up resonant fiberglass and they'll mix it with in the in the cement manufacturing process as a substitute for um, sand and coal and clay, and they're showing that you know by doing so it'll reduce carbon dioxide, or carbon dioxide emissions by 27 percent by doing this, and it keeps the a large mass of these blades out of the landfill, which you know, they're, the earth is a big place but these blades are pretty big too, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, right. They aren't actually toxic. So it's really about just taking up space.
2: They are not toxic.
0: And they're not really gonna break down. I was reading the article. It's like putting them in the ground is like just putting them in a dry, dry tomb. Like nothing's, they're not, nothing's going to happen to them. They don't, they're not going to biodegrade. They're not going to rot or anything like that or corrode. They're just going to sit there forever. I mean.
1: Yeah, at least they're one. not toxic.
0: Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think the general rule of thumb is if you don't have to landfill, it, you shouldn't, you should find another use for it or another way to get rid of it. It's if there's another safe way to do it. Uh, yeah, if you can
2: reprocess stuff to make into a new product or a new usable product, I mean, you should try and do that as long as it's economically feasible, right? With these things, it's to, to these facilities, you know, you got like a piece of one blade that fits on a tractor trailer that ends up driving across the country. So it's pretty cost prohibitive to like really just land all this stuff because you got emissions coming from the truck it's driving you know 10,000 miles blah 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 yeah um, yeah they're huge I was, like
0: some of them are the size of a football field so I read that maybe the width
2: I Said the size of a football field. They look small from far away because you can go like this, <laughs> right? And you can hold it between your fingers when you're really far away. So I don't really that's know how
1: you know they're big.
2: How big they are? I mean, I mean that's how you should
0: measure it. I think that's that's a fair way to do it.
2: I've done this with pyramids too.
0: That's how I held up the Leaning Tower of Pisa. I stood okay. back I like and pushed it. Pushed it up, yeah. I have a picture proving it. Photo ops. The, um, I mean, so, okay, now we we have this challenge, right? Where we've created these amazing blades that can generate energy, the easiest free energy that we're going to get for now, at least. But now we have a problem, we can't get rid of them. So, I mean, I I read something in one of your articles about how they're going to try to engineer these so that they are easier to dispose of in the future. Um, trying to create them in a way that you can kind of separate the different parts to to make them easier to dispose of, stuff like that. I mean yeah, things should be engineered in a way with an end of life uh phase in it, right? like I think as one of the big problems with just our developed society is we move so fast, things become obsolete. And companies don't have any incentive right now to to engineer them in a way that can be they can be easily recycled or disposed of so we left with, with all this e-waste like electronics turbine
2: blades and the new iphone every year everybody's got to get it you throw out the old one i mean nuclear yeah, e- waste, right you don't really do anything with it you just put it in a mountain well they will- out in 100 years.
0: So the problem with the electronics waste is that if you landfill it, which you're not supposed to do, but of course stuff makes it there, is that that stuff corrodes and those metals aren't healthy. Mm-hmm. That's what that's the problem with landfilling. If you recycle it, you may have seen how like China stopped accepting recycled material and like there's issues with like sending recyclable material overseas. Um because it's not dealt with safely. There's precious metals in uh, computers and other electronic equipment that if you can extract, you can make money off of it. And some people know that. So they'll set up ways of melting down these, these devices, but they do it on open fire pits with no PPE. So you, you just have, and then of course there's waste flowing from those types of operations, burning
2: plastic breathing all that in. Yeah, none none of it's really good. And, you know, China, Malaysia, Indonesia, you know, have really, like you said, like tamped down on trying to be more responsible with their recycling efforts. I mean, they still take material from, you know, the US and other countries. They're just more stringent with, don't send us your garbage, send us stuff that we can actually, you know, reprocess. As opposed to a, a, a seafaring Conex box that's full of, you know, trash. Full like I, I remember reading like
0: it is. It's like some of it's like they send recyclable materials, just they're full of food still. Like
2: mm-hmm.
1: oh yeah,
0: like jugs full of milk or you know, I guess pizza boxes that have grease all over them.
2: So so good news on the renewables front. Right, we're making, you know, there's some headway being made with, you know, trying to make something more green. Good. Yay.
1: Woo. Yeah. One more issue. Tackled.
0: Tackled. (laughs) Tackled. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yep, so uh, that's it for today's discussion. We went over the CDC's new rule for Passengers taking a test for COVID before they hop on a plane to the United States. And then talking about renewable energy, turning these turbine blades into some sort of recyclable material. So we'll have all these articles linked in our blog post on the website, in the YouTube description. And don't forget to visit our website at Bikita.org. Subscribe to our mailing list for all the latest updates. And then check out our other episodes of this podcast. We're on episode seven now. So there are six other interesting podcasts to listen to on YouTube. Or if you just want to listen to the audio version, it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Like and subscribe. Subscribe.